0: Good, good, good morning. good morning. Let's try that again. Good morning. good morning. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everyone. We are glad that you are here. Um, if this is your first time, I want to say a special welcome to you. Um, if you are here and we've seen you before, I'm also glad that you're here. Special welcome also to those that are, of you that are joining us online. We wish you were here we understand, and we hope that you also have a great day today. Um, What I would like you to do is I'd like you to look and find someone who you haven't said hi yet to, and I want you to wave to them and say, hey. Hey, Hey, I always say hi to Kern. Kern's always my person. Um, We have several announcements for you today. Hopefully, when you walked in, you received one of these. This is called a bulletin. Um, Inside your bulletin, you'll notice that there isn't a calendar of events for the next uh, six weeks. So from November 24th all the way down to December 24th, we have several things that we will be doing as a church, um, including Thanksgiving deliveries, Operation Cookie Cheer, Family Christmas Vespers, the Jason Lee drive Through, uh, Communion, Let's Mingle and Jingle, which if you're wondering what that means, it's code for Christmas party, and our Christmas Eve service. So make sure you guys keep an eye on that, put this on your fridge, put this somewhere where you can um, watch it. But we have several events coming up as a church um, for this holiday season. Speaking of the holiday season, um, you might've noticed on your way in that there was a Christmas tree already up. Yes, we do decorate before Thanksgiving and there's a very, very special reason why and here's what it is.
1: Hello everyone. So a couple weeks ago Nadine and I talked to you about the happenings with Jason Lee. Jason Lee is the school across the street, it's the Richland Public School, and this church partners with them. And their community in schools coordinator is fantastic to work with, let me tell you that for one. But we have been working on passing out Thanksgiving baskets this week, and we have pretty close to 30 between their school and our community ourselves. So yay, thank you for participating in that. And there's more. The angel tree is going on now. We set it up for you this week so that you'll be ready for um, Black Friday shopping, if that's your thing. This is Kenya. Kenya has done some major legwork and we should all give her a round of applause because. This is her first year doing it, and she has taken it on and made it her own, and I am so thankful to be working with her for one. Yes. So the angel tree. Pick a tag from the tree. Tags look like this. There are two in there. Um, one that you write your name on and phone number, and then you stick it in this cute little box so that we know who to contact if we need have questions or anything. Or if you have questions, feel free to call us, but we'll get to that. The next is the wish list. So on here is two items that they would love and some more information in detail. Um, But you'll see here that there's a family name and or a family number and a child letter. It says girl age 14, wish list, makeup and hair accessories. Yes, Um, and there's other things on there too. But take the one card, put the other card in the bucket Now you purchase two gifts off the child's wish list, um, $30 each or $60 total retail. Um, And you return them here by December 4th, all wrapped and labeled under the tree in the foyer. And if you have been here before, then you will see, um, you'll remember the pile and pile of shiny presents all wrapped up, very exciting. Um, Did you, wait, did you get all that? No, maybe. There is an information sheet for you to take So um, you don't get confused, you don't get lost. And our phone numbers are on there. Um, If you need anything, please call. But the last thing is to pray. Pray for the child and the family, the parents that you are serving, because you are serving. You are showing Jesus' love right here, right now. And pray for this child. Have a wonderful, blessed Christmas. Thank
0: you. So once again, for the Christmas tree out there, take a tag. There's two of them. One you need to ride on and leave here. The other one you take with you. Are we all good? All right. Once again, welcome. Happy Sabbath. And we're glad you're here.
2: All right. Good morning, church. All right. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to be here. What an honor to be in your presence. We're so thankful. And for you are a God that continuously loves us and forgive us continuously for our sins. Thank you for reminding us the day of rest and the time to remember you that there is nothing in this world that matters. Thank you for giving us the strength to those in need. And we ask you Lord to bless the churches, the congregation and the schools and as you do so, we ask you to continuously spend, send your spirit upon us to renew our mind and our hearts and strengthen us in wisdom and see the things that you want us to see and hear the things you want to see here and do your will. We ask you in Jesus' holiest name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Can we uh, all stand? as we get ready for worship in the holy presence of God, let's prepare our hearts and our minds to worship our Heavenly Father. The overwhelming,
4: never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I've found these 99.
3: I couldn't earn
4: it, I don't deserve it, till you give yourself away. Oh, the over. Reckless love of God Yeah, yeah, yeah
3: And now is your foe Still your love flock.
4: You have been so, so good to me. Yes, you
3: are. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. Yes, you did. You have been so, so kind.
4: serve it you give yourself after me, oh, oh, oh. No, no wall one. you won't kick down, by you won't tear down. Coming after me. love of God, oh, it chases me down, fights till I found these 99, I couldn't, I couldn't earn it. it, I don't deserve it, till you give yourself away, only oh, overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God,
3: For children's church to begin. So, if I could have all the children, all the kids, just join Victoria here in the corner. Or we're going to exit out this door to my left here. And uh, you guys have a wonderful time, okay?
4: Cause Lord, I need you, oh, I need you I lift my hands to heaven, hear my heart surrender I tell my soul again, you are Lord of all And Though the seas are raging in control. In control. I lift my hands to heaven, hear my heart surrender. I tell my soul again, you are Lord of all. And though the seas are raging, you will speak and take them. In you I find my rest, you are in control. in
3: control. Amen. You may be seated.
5: You should know by now that when I preach, there's a kind of little intermission. <clears throat> I have to set up my props. I don't know if I do this for you. Or if I do it for me, visuals help me tell the story. And they're inf- important for us to see. I guess this is just the way that God made me. Thank you. Good morning, church. Hi, golly, I don't know about you, but from my perspective today, our church is coming back alive. Let's give God a hand. He has always been there. He always will be with us. And we are coming back because the enemy is not going to win this battle. He's not going to separate us. I thank you who are online I appreciate that you tune in, just in case my family back in Michigan is watching. Grandkids, I love you. But yet, it's so nice to be able to know that as I talk to you, I'm also talking to others that I've never maybe even met before. And that's pretty special, because we are all God's family. Amen? AND WHEN PEOPLE COME HERE WHO ARE GUESTS AND FACES THAT I HAVEN'T SEEN, IT'S A BROTHER AND A SISTER THAT I HAVE NOT YET MET, AND THAT'S EXCITING, AND SO I JUST PRAY THIS MORNING THAT uh, THE LORD WILL BLESS, LET'S TALK TO HIM AT THIS POINT, I HAVE ANY FATHER, I THANK YOU, I THANK YOU, IT'S BEEN A BUSY WEEK, IT'S BEEN A BUSY MORNING, BUT NOW IT'S YOUR TIME, YOU HAVE CALLED US EACH HERE TODAY TO COME TO SIT IN YOUR PRESENCE, to listen to your word. And I just thank you for each one who responded to your invitation today. But I also pray, Father, that we, your children, will release the Holy Spirit that's within us today, that the Spirit can come and help us to be able to understand and be able to experience what it is that you have for us. We don't turn to the Spirit near enough. And I just pray this morning that you will work in a mighty way To touch the lives of your children, touch the lives of those who are watching, and just may your presence be felt and embrace us all. In your loving Son's name, I pray. Amen. We are coming to. (laughs) Okay. New technology. Don't you just love it? I just love Bill. That's what I love. If it wasn't for Bill, I think I'd have to do a little song and dance this morning. I don't know. Thank you, Bill. Life is never simple, is it? Never goes the way that you want it to go. But I think that God allows that to happen at times to be able to teach us a lesson. Sometimes He just says, Fred, lighten up. Be patient. I'm here with you. I'm in control. You just be the vessel, my friend. And I think that that's what the Lord needs for each one of us today. As I said before, we're coming to the end of our series of fruitfulness and I hope that each one of you have experienced some things here that maybe you've never seen or heard before because the Spirit is such an important attribute to the Father and also to us I, my title today, of course you may have already got a glimmer of it because of the spectacular children's story that took place last week it's called gentleness with an egg we're not going to have any broken eggs today but I think that the egg does portray each one of us, that we are susceptible, that we are breakable, and that we come to God because He is a God who holds us in His hands. They always say that a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Well, I think of gentleness. Ah, look at that picture. A child and a parent. There's nothing greater to see the bond, to see the relationship that takes place within a child and a parent, but also, too, uh, the innocence, the little feet, the little hands, and they desire so much of us to be called gentle, but also, too, the Scriptures tell us that it is important for us to let our gentleness be, let's see, evident to all, You're all aware that last Sunday we had a memorial service for John Smith. A man who we all are going to miss. But if there's ever a picture of gentleness, it's that man who was a gentle giant. He was a man of gentleness, of kindness, of love, of patience. He just oozed the Holy Spirit out from him. From, from him. But again, too, if you're to say, John, you, you are so lovable. You are so gentle. He would say, friend, it's not me. It's not me. It's the spirit that's in me. Because he was a humble man. And I think that each one of us needs to realize the importance that we need to come to understanding that it's not about me. It's not about you. We come here this morning, I'm sorry to inform you, not about you. We come here because it's about our father. It's about a father who we love and we want to come and praise and worship him and give him glory today. And we just can't thank him enough. Let's turn to the scriptures as we look at the words of Jesus. It says in Matthew 11:29, 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. How many times have you had to call upon that text in your life? I know for me it's been many times because this world, the time that we have, especially now with the pandemic, what we're going through, it is stressful. It is hard. It is difficult. And I plead to God, please, Lord, give me rest for my soul, and he never fails. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, by the humility and gentleness of Christ, I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid, when face to face with you, but bold toward you went away. Paul himself looked at himself as being gentleness in Christ as an attribute that was important. But like as parents, we see a tendency to want to speak to our children and model to them what gentleness looks like. And so maybe it's important for us to look at the text of Mark 10, 13 to 16, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. God had a connection with the children and the children had a connection with Jesus. Jesus. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And and he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. Oh, that picture takes place more times than we can count in the scriptures. When Jesus blessed those, he took their hands, he blessed them, he healed them. As we come here this morning to look at just the word gentleness, we have to step back and look at the whole picture of what this series has been talking about. The fruit of the Spirit. And there's no better way to do that than look at the source of the gift giver himself to portray that image. We could spend all day looking at those pictures because that's what Christ wants to do is to look at his life. He wants me to measure up to him. Not to my dad, not to you, Charlie, not to Sergio. He wants me to measure up to him. And sometimes we lose the insight and the understanding that we look other places in order to do that. And we falter and we fail. You're going to find that the spirit is here for a purpose. But if you just go to the, to the dictionary, we can, cite, we can see these words, gentleness, the quality of being kind, tendered, and mild-mannered. Michael was admired for his gentleness and tolerance. Ah, softness of action or effect, lightness. The gentleness of his touch. Did you see in those pictures the gentleness of his touch? The hand on the face, the hand on the arm, the hand embracing a child. Gentleness, it's a very important attribute of the spirit that we need to look at. But we're going to put that on hold for a minute and come to that later. I think it's important for us to kind of do a little recap of where we've been in this series. So that means I want us to go back to the very beginning text that we had in Galatians 5:22 and 23. This is where it began. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I love those words, but every good Bible student knows you just don't take a text just by itself. You have to see the context of the verse and how it's applied, right? So I want to go back some text before we go to verse 22 and take a gander of what it says starting at verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will, not gratify, you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict. Do you hear that? In conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I don't know about you, but as I stand here this morning, I'll be honest with you, I still have conflict. I still have conflict because there's a battle going on within me. When we come into this world, we are born of the flesh, and we hold the only hold ourselves accountable to the flesh and to the ways of the world and there doesn't seem to be any conflict at this point but see God loves me so much as his child he calls out to me he draws me to come to him and as I come to him I experience that he has something better for me he has a plan for me And so I get introduced into the spirit that is part of the Godhead, the spirit that is Christ and God themselves. And I invite Jesus to come into my life. And who sets up camp in me, Charlie? The Holy Spirit does. Amen. Amen. But guess what? Ah, The carnal flesh is still there. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, no. And sometimes in our eyes we lose sight of that. But don't give ourselves, don't look at it as a bad thing because the flesh, the flesh of all things, is the resource that we can call upon at any time, anywhere, for anything. You, if you have the spirit in you, you have the ability to conquer by the working of the, of the Lord to do whatever you need to do because He will give you the strength, He will fight your battles due to the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. Do you agree to that? Unfortunately, this is what I have experienced, and I think others as well, we can find the Holy Spirit. We don't let the Spirit do its thing. And the flesh, because of the workings of the enemy and the world, has a tendency to kind of want to take over. And he does his due diligence to get me. If I don't come to the point of realizing that I'm not be of any help, if I do not release the Holy Spirit to do what he's been asked to do, and that is to help me in the troubles, the tribulations, and the storms of life. Because the Spirit dwells in you that is the resource that each one of us has that is here for our ability to call upon it took me a while to realize that I call upon God but see the spirit already houses himself in me he's with me 24 7 doesn't leave me I can call on him in my walk. I can call upon him at lunchtime. I can call upon him at anywhere at any time because he is there for me and he's willing to help me if I ask. Because the enemy, I'm sorry, he does not give up trying to influence the flesh, the selfish desire, the carnal nature to take over in my life and distract me. How many of you have felt distracted these last two years? Amen. Amen. Come on, folks. We have been hit left and right and from every which direction, and we are distracted. We need the Spirit's help to get us back on track, to help us get refocused on who He is. Let's continue here, because it talks about here. Well... Let's just take another Gandhi here. We're gonna come out of Galatians and gonna go into the book of Romans. Now, this with a tongue twister, folks. You've read it before, but it's found in Romans 7, 15 to 20. And Paul has given this piece of information that I think that I have related to this multiple times and still do. I do not understand the things I do. I do not do what I want to do, I do the things I hate. And if I do not want to do the hated things I do, that means I agree that the law is good. But I am not really the one who is doing these hated things. It is sin living in me that does them. Get this verse, folks. Yes, I know that nothing good lives in me. Did you get it? There is nothing good that lives in you. I'm sorry, Charlie. It's the truth, buddy. I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is earthly and sinful. I want to do the things that are good, but I do not do them. I do not do the good things I want to do, but I do the bad things I do not want to do. So if I do the things I do not want to do, then I am not the one doing them. It is the sin living in me that does those things. Do you get it? It's a conflict. It's a struggle. It's turbulence within inside of us. Have you experienced it? I have. In that text alone, there are 22 I's. I, I, I. I know Paul had a message here for us to hear, and I think he's trying to tell us, I can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. But we get hung up with the turbulence. We, up, we get hung up with the problems and we get off focus of Christ and we take the distractions that the enemy and the flesh has a tendency to instill within us and we become overwhelmed. If we go back to Galatians 5. And continue with verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the evil that surrounds us. That's the evil that is in the world of the flesh. That is the evil that the world offers to us, even from the day that we're born. We are in desperate need of coming to the realization that, yes, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for you. And in doing so, he's implemented this Holy Spirit to come into our lives in order for that that plan to take effect. So we get back to the text that we started with, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us not keep. Let us keep and step with the Spirit. I like that. I need to keep in step with the Spirit every day. But in order for that to happen, I have to have the Spirit not just beside me, but in me, alive, and ability by my permission to give to Him, say, Holy Spirit, you move in a mighty way today. I am yours. When I go to the grocery store, shopping to the neighbors on my walks, wherever it may be, use me. Use me. I am yours. And you know what? He doesn't fail. He doesn't fail. He'll draw people across your path. He'll have things happen to you that you realize this is an act of God. He's intervening in a way that if I never had set myself up to with the opportunity, I wouldn't have seen it. It was just last time that I spoke. I talked about the old Indian parable of the two wolves. Remember that? Grandpa was talking to his grandson. There's two wolves inside of us, one evil, one bad. Well, guess what? The evil one started with verse 19, and the good one starts with verse 22. Love, good. And the child asked the one question that each one of us should be asking Grandpa, which one wins the battle? I love the answer the one you feed. The one you feed. So, if I am in conflict and the ball's in my court, Fred, who wins the battle? You ever feel like that? I was just talking with someone this week. It's almost like we go through life two steps forward. Uh, Three steps back, one step forward, oh no, Two, three steps forward, oh, three steps back. We, we don't seem to be making headway, but we do make headway because God has not abandoned us. God still draws us to do His will, to do His work. This is the conflict that we will experience until Christ comes. I'm looking forward to that day that we will not have to endure this at all when we get to heaven the flesh is gone the world is gone the enemy is gone we, we can't focus enough on the aspect that the spirit is here to help us the The fruit of the Spirit is not simply a moral command. It is not just nine ways to live a better life. It's not just a a call to live an upright, good, moral life. It's much more than that. And I think that we don't stop nearly enough to think about that. One of the most interesting and often misunderstanding is the aspect of the fruit of the Spirit is that in the bible which teaches that it's just one fruit with many many attributes because see the fruit that it talks about is singular a lot of times we talk about the fruit, the fruits plural we've talked about love patience kindness and we look at that as if there are multiple fruits that we have that is available to us which there are but they are attributes of the spirit one fruit singular It has been said that one fruit with nine flavors. I like that. Nine flavors. The presence of these characteristics or flavors provides evidence that a person is having the ability to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. The nine flavors. I want us to turn into your Bible or your phone to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Verses 16 to 20. You know, a lot of times when you prepare for things like this, even pastors, the Lord always comes at the last minute, even in the mornings when you get up early, and says, I got another one for you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Matthew 7, verses 16 to 20. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will be able to recognize them. Have you heard that verse before? By their fruit, you will be able to recognize them. God calls us that we are not to judge people. But he has given us a mind. He's given us the ability to see for ourselves. He's given us the ability of discernment. And the fruit that people bear, we can draw conclusions of kind of what that person may be like. Maybe that's a person I want to stay away from. Maybe that's a person I don't want my children to be influenced by. God has given us the ability to have that wisdom and discernment in order to make sure that we are protected. Because we have the spirit on our side. To put it in the most obvious terms, the fruit of the Spirit is the results of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. It's the results. It's the answer after the equation sign. When we come to Christ and the Holy Spirit fills us and he begins to produce good fruit in us, he begins to work in us, satisfying us and making us more like Jesus. Have you ever been told that we need to live a life that when people see us, they see Christ in us? Yeah. Isn't that what a Christian is, to be Christ-like? I am to live a life that they can see Christ within me. And the fruits that I bear is not me, it's not Fred. It's the Spirit that dwells within me. And I thank the Lord for that because, as we read earlier, there is no good thing in me. I can't produce good on my own. I can't produce love on my own. Those attributes are not in me from a sinful flesh nature. As we pursue God and follow after Him with our whole hearts, the Holy Spirit continues to produce more and more good fruit us amen? amen now that's exciting we're partnering with God to be able to have this ability to have the spirit that dwells within us to have an attribute that we can call upon to have the ability to change not just our own lives but to change other people that we come in contact with This means that we can't produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives by our strength. Yes, we are called to run after Jesus and say no to sin. That's what we've been told. That's what our desire is. Just say no to sin. And to seek to put on the love, the joy, the peace, and the patience. But if we try to do this by our own strength, we fail miserably. If we try to do it ourselves, we fail miserably. Why? Text. John. Verse 15, or chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's worth repeating. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, folks? It takes a while for us to kind of comprehend that because we think that we can do it ourselves. Or we think we can help him do it because we know what to do. But in all honesty... We can't. We can't. Apart from Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. We can truly be loving or patient. We can't have real joy or peace in our lives. If we are over here and the world kind of convinces us that we are having peace and joy and happiness, is that true? Joy, peace, and happiness? No. It's a counterfeit. It is a counterfeit. And the enemy will do everything that he can to have you convinced that you are living a life according to God's will. But it seems to go down the wrong path and it's influenced by the flesh and the world. Because Remember my brothers, John 10.10, you come to steal, to kill and destroy. He doesn't care about you. So when he gets you to a point where all of a sudden you feel good about yourself, he pulls the rug out from under you and you are devastated because he doesn't care a squat about you. Gentleness. Gentleness. When you read the scriptures, do you see this in Christ over and over and over and over? Do you know people that you come in touch with or you come in contact with and they just ooze gentleness? The first thing that my mind first thing that came to my mind when we discussed this back in the study when Sergio was asking us to choose what topics we wanted I'll be honest with you I said gentleness and the picture of my mom came to my mind she was a gentle woman she was a God loving woman she's always been there and she always was and to me, that just made such a big part of my life to be able to know that I had that within her or with her. In every aspect of my childhood growing up as a high school t- <laughs> When I played football, she wasn't gentle then. Uh, she had a cowbell. And you know how loud those can get. So she's up in the stands... And when I would do something good, guess what happens? (sighs) There goes the cowbell. So after a while, people learn not to sit by Dorothy at a football game. (laughs) It's amazing, as a player, you you kind of gear your hearing into only what is important, and that is the coach's voice, the quarterback's commands, but yet I could hear my mom's cowbell. She was a loving, caring woman. Gentleness, it's an attribute that all of us desire. But unfortunately, our culture does not prize gentleness. We think that if we want to get our way, we must be loud. I'm on the right track here and not. Nope. There we go. I'm learning all this techie stuff and what to do. But our culture does not prize gentleness. We think that if we want to get our way, we must be loud, brash, and forceful. I don't know about you, but these last two years, I've seen that to be very prevalent. loud, brash, and forceful, but the ways of God are different than the ways of the world as believers, we are called to be gentle toward one another, Proverbs fifteen four says a wholesome, gentle tongue is a tree of life but perversiveness breaks the spirit when we speak and act gently toward one another without being overly aggressive or harsh it gives life just my attitude on how I speak to somebody can be a benefit to someone else I know as a parent and you parents realize this our words on how it's spoken to our children hmm, it makes a difference I can tell them that I love them but it just depends on how I tell them I can try to be approving to them but it's, it's how my voice in fluctuations that makes a difference. Our children need to be modeled the character of Christ, the gentleness that he bore as he walked on this earth. That's what he wants us to be. Consider how gentle God is toward us. He is the most holy God, the one who created all things, the king of kings. And yet... He is gentle and tender toward us. When we sin, when we sin, He gently convicts us, leading us back to Himself. When we struggle, He doesn't tell us to buck up and get tougher. Come on, Freddie. Get tougher. Rather, He gently comforts us. When we're brokenhearted, He is near us. We have a Father who loves us unconditionally. And we are so blessed. This morning we need to remember just as God is so gentle with us, so we must be gentle toward others. And when I say that, I could possibly hear my dad's voice once again. But Fred, what does that look like? I'm glad you asked dad Because you see in the bulletin you're going to see a little insert we'll go through them quickly here are 11 things that you can show gentleness be considerate to others feelings and needs when you do this you can then look for ways to meet those needs and truly help work through those feelings show empathy empathy is acknowledging another person's point of view to understand their feelings. Be patient, as Ephesians 4, 2 says, be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. This is crucial, folks. This is how we relate to people. This is how Christ related to people. This isn't something new. We have to get back on track and come to realize that this is what we need to be doing. Remember the golden rule. Treat others the way that you like to be treated. I remember being told that when I was a child. Speak respectfully to everyone. Consider others as important and worthy of kind regard. Watch your tone so that what you have to say will be well-received seek peace, search for solutions and common ground be a calm presence Ah. you know sometimes when a person has a crisis, sometimes maybe they lose a loved one all they need is a friend, all they need is someone to come to them and be a gentle presence with their arms around that's all We don't have to speak words. We just have to have this gentle kindness or gentleness that is just permeates all of us because they then will pick up that's almost as if Christ is sitting there with them themselves. Act with tenderness and love. Listen more than you speak or act. That's a tough one. (laughs) We don't listen near enough when we have relationships with people we don't listen near enough we're too busy trying to think of how we're going to respond in the words that we want to say so really our minds going and they're talking we need to listen last one be humble as you serve and care for others be humble but then again too the question is what drives this behavior Very good ideas, very good statement to sit there, 11 of them, but what drives this behavior? If if it falls upon me, I've made a mistake. Why? Because I can't do this. It's not in me. I have to call upon the resource that helps me to do these things. It is only God, it's only God's love, it's only His patience, it's only His desire for me to experience the spirits and what He has offered to me to be part of my plan that He has given to me. And in doing so, as we go through the process of realizing it's not about me, but it's about God who does this, we've got to keep our eyes on the one who models it best. And that is our Savior that's the gift giver, he wants each one of us to understand this, the text that goes with this in this world you have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world did you hear that we all have trouble, we all have tribulations, we all have problems but the victory is already ours It's already ours. I have overcome the world. We know the end of the story. We know where we're going. We're going home. I want to go home. Sometimes we get caught up in the things of the world that seems to succumb us and push us down into a real depression. And we see nothing other than just things around us that we, well, choose to let affect us. It's almost like a horse with blinders. We got tunnel vision. It's in those times you say, Lord, Lord, I know. I know that the Spirit is within me. I accepted you. You give me the gift of the Spirit. Please allow me to give him permission to use me. Allow him to be able to help me in my life to understand what it is he wants me to do. And in doing so, he will not fail you. He will provide for you ways that you never experienced. And you will come alive because of the spirit that moves within you. And people will see it. I said it before to kids. You are walking billboards. Whether you like it or not. You are portraying one thing or the other. The spirit or the flesh. It's up to you. But you are walking billboards. And people are looking at you. So the thing is... What are you showing them? What are you showing them? I think we need to remember the words I left there previously. Just as God is so gentle with us, so we must be gentle toward others. Let us not forget that.
3: Thank you, Pastor Fred, for that amazing word. Let's go ahead and stand as we sing this last song for worship. And guys, I just want to ask that you just open your hearts and your minds to the Spirit. Ask Him, invite Him into your heart. Invite Him to be a part of you, to work through you. Invite Him to become a part of you.
4: Pray
5: Words that they just sang, Holy Spirit, you're welcomed here, and He is. But I think we could take it a little further than that. Holy Spirit, you are welcomed here. I pray that each one of you has welcomed the Holy Spirit here. If you haven't, please don't hesitate. Christ is calling you. Christ is petitioning you. Christ has something to offer to you. And when you receive it, the Holy Spirit will be with you the rest of your life. It'll change you. Right, Charlie? Amen. There's no better gift, no better gift than to accept the gift of the Holy Spirit that we have. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for your presence here with us. We thank you for the understanding of the gift that you give to us through the Holy Spirit. May we not take him for granted. May we realize what he has to offer us with his multiple attributes of the flavors. May we tap into Him every day. May we walk with Him. May we journey with Him. May we partner with Him. May we seek His guidance and direction because it is through Him that we live our life to the fullest. Keep our eyes off of ourselves and others, but let us focus upon You, God. For in doing so, You will draw us closer to You. You'll give us a better understanding of who You are, and we will be blessed as Your children. Go with us today. Let us impact the world. Let us impact our neighborhood. Let's impact those around us. And let the Holy Spirit just go and do the job that he has called us to do. In your loving son's name I pray. Amen.